This is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready. We're about to live in your head rent-free. Welcome to episode 203. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. I'm Marcus. And I'm Cajun. So here we are uh, together again. Uh, I think this is Cajun's first visit to Studio M. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Here on the 30th floor of Nakatomi Plaza, down the hall from Ellis, behind the waterfall. <laughs> and it never gets old. It never gets old. That's just the same thing. That's right. Um, that uh, that uh, Takagi is a nice guy, but he likes kimchi at lunch, so don't follow him down the hallway. <laughs> Fart jokes never get old either. They just still work. So, gentlemen, uh, welcome to Studio M. Today is uh, perhaps our first true crime episode. Yeah, you it's said sort of that. a true mm-hmm. crime, but you, you really you were talking though about doing the cultural. Yeah. So it sort of is, sort of is. Yeah. Sort of mm-hmm. is, but it's uh, Helter Skelter. The Helter story, Skelter. Helter Skelter. The story of the Manson crimes. So uh, you're you're exactly right. I, I I don't want to dive too far into what happened. Of course, we've always got to do a tiny bit of overview. But from there, I do want to delve into what happened after this this cultural aftermath of these crimes. So, um, of course, the story is, you know, a little bit old. It's August of 1969, um, and at with the participation of and at the direction of Charles Manson, a failed musician, con man, and convict, um, he and uh, Clem Grogan, Tex Watson, Linda Kasabian, uh, uh, let's see, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten. Holy mackerel, he got every single one of them. That's right. Uh, go out into he the. He spent all night last night practicing that. Yep. <laughs> they, they go out into the Los Angeles night and uh, at a home that Manson believed was occupied by music producer Terry Melcher, who he had had some dealings with, but was actually uh, occupied by actress Sharon Tate, uh, eight and a half months pregnant, uh, and her husband, Roman Polanski, the film director, who was overseas directing a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tate was being visited by her friend and uh, famous hairdresser, Jay Sebring, uh, coffee heiress, Abigail Folger, and her boyfriend, Roy Check, like, like, I can't, it's a, uh, Rykowski. Okay. Close right. enough. That's close enough. Close yeah. enough. And uh, a young man, Stephen Parent, was visiting the caretaker of the property. And the Manson family broke into the home and murdered everyone. Uh, the very next night, uh, Manson took them to another home in Los Angeles uh, of Lino and Rosemary LaBianca. Lino's a supermarket executive and then murdered the two of them. Mm-hmm. and the only reason they were caught and apprehended was that uh, they were also involved in a car theft ring, and the sheriff's department raided the Spawn Ranch where they were all living, and um, Susan Atkins began telling her cellmate what uh, what they had all done, and who, of course, immediately snitched on her for more lenient treatment for her crimes. And Duh. <laughs> <I> mean, <yes. laughs> yeah. Yes. You know. So, uh, of course, the trial was massively sensational. Mm-hmm. Um, just 
Probably the most sensational trial yeah. since the Scopes Monkey trial in the, in oh, the 20s. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It yeah. captured the imagination of the nation. And this mm. is dur- and we should talk about the milieu that, Word boner. that was going on yes. around this because this is a outgrowth or symbiotic relationship, even parasitic, with the culture at the times. Right. It's it's a huge marker in the history of the counterculture. Yes. Manson's rise is definitely tied to the summer love, all that hippie mm-hmm. crap in, in San Francisco yeah, and in California. Place, yeah. Yes. And it, I'm not saying it caused it, but it lent credibility because you know, he went to San Francisco, set himself up as some kind of guru, which is the beginnings of the cult. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and uh, of course, all the, the women were broken, rejected from their homes, that kind of vulnerable. thing. Vulnerable, yeah. I mean, absolutely he, vulnerable. He found, I think it was Squeaky From, he just found sitting at a bus stop, yeah. walked up to her and immediately said, uh, your family's thrown you away, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, felt like he knew something about her from that statement. Yeah, and that's, that's we'll get to that, but that's, so, and that's of course, what's so yeah. crazy about all this. It began to emerge that he, you know, he controlled them with, with sex and drugs. Yeah, I was just going to say about the the squeaky from thing. In the 60s, how many people, women especially, could you have walked up to at a bus stop and said that, and they felt like that was true? I mean, so it's not like he, he saw. Right, I mean, he's he's exa- a con man. Right. You know, it's it's part of that cultural milieu that, yeah. that, yeah. that Francis mentioned. All the kids felt disaffected. Yes. From their parents. Yes. So it's not like this guy was a genius. I mean, he was a genius in that in in that controlling sense. Yeah. But he didn't have any special insight into anybody. He just knew he knew what buttons to push somehow. But I think it's well. I think just the odds were with jail. Him. That's right. Yeah. Well, that, jail had he'd, he'd been a convict. He'd been in and out. Even up to that point, he'd been in and out of prison yes. or boys' homes at least his whole life. Right. But still, some. I mean, something he has become. The apex of con men, among others, yes, we talked yes. about this in the show prep, uh, but he's he, he's easy to get his arms around because of his sensationalistic mm-hmm. uh, way he speaks and talks right. about it. And you sit here and think, how the hell did this happen? How does anybody yes. have develop that pow- superpower, so to speak? Marcus? Well, I mean, you, you get that a lot in, in the various religious cults, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. But one of the things that's per- peculiar with the Manson crimes is this is the first major mass murder and cult sensationalist crime thing to happen since really the advent of TV in every household. Yes, yes and that's, that's a good point. That's, that's what happened. Important. The other thing that happened with this was you had Vincent Bugliowski, the bug, Bugliosi, yes, the prosecutor, Bugliosi, who really played the press. Yes, I mean the the next time you really had this kind of thing happen was probably uh, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson, absolutely, yeah. There's uh, there's connections. Photogenic, telegenic participants. So the U.S. was we had switched from radio for all of our news and information to TV. And news, yeah, and, and, newspapers, and newspapers, to, and to, to, TV. to TV, yeah, absolutely. And so you had a TV in every home, and this was on every night. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and that's you know, you got to remember that uh, 
So who was the the mass murderer that was the serial killer that was going around in the early sixties? Uh, New York or Boston? Boston, Boston Strangler. Boston Strangler. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. So the difference, because uh, you know, the difference between that and Manson is not that so much the media, but that the victim victims were famous. This is true. That's yes. true. That's yes. all of that. All of these. It's like a perfect storm. Wealthy, famous, good white. Yes. victims. And that plays into as well, because as you mentioned, Bugliosi, what he would eventually bring before the jury during the trial is that Manson's intent in, quote, brainwashing mm-hmm. the family was to bring about Helter Skelter. Yes. Uh, what he perceived to be the Beatles signaling for him to start a race war. Mm-hmm. He wanted the crimes to be blamed on the Los Angeles black community thinking that would then start a race war. Mm-hmm. He felt like the black community would win the war, but would not know what to do after. Uh, and, this <laughs> and then Charlie and his people would then show them what to do. Oh, white savior complex. Oh, my exactly. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <clears throat> yes. well, this is, and I forget exact dates on this, but this is coterminous very close to the Watts riots that are taking place in Los Angeles. Yeah, so the crimes um, are in 69. Yeah, the trial is in 71, I believe. Watts riots yeah. were before that. Yeah, Watts riots, yeah. I think, were 67. That's correct. But it's, they were it's the not, same summer as the Detroit riots. Right, so yes. it's, it's not that far. You know, this is one of the things that certainly influenced Manson is because yes. you've seen this, mm-hmm. that there's... The, oh, yeah, I mean, he, he thinks he can... Yeah. this in his he, mind. He thinks Powder that the, these events are ready to go and that the murders will, will tip the thing over. Um, and... So, you know, these markers, these things that, these dominoes that are the death knell of the counterculture, again, mm-hmm. riots, uh, Altamont, uh, the, these Manson crimes in Los Angeles, it, it really turns the country against the counterculture. That they, the, the mm-hmm. mainstream now feels... All of that talk about peace and love and let's hug and get along was all crap. That they're really violent sociopaths. And this is all Which at the time was actually not true. Unlike mm. one might say <laughs> now. At other times. Yeah, all right. I was <laughs> gonna try and dance around that, but yeah, unlike now. Well, and some of this too, this is pre Kent State. Yes, yeah. this is pre Kent State. Seventy two. Oh, yeah, yeah. which would swing the pendulum back a little bit. Right. And and of course again with Vietnam, Tet is in sixty eight. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm glad you brought up Vietnam because if you want to talk at the, about the broad canvas, mm-hmm. that's what all this is being painted over. Yes, yeah, yes. That's really without Vietnam, oh. n- none of this potentially happens. Yes. Well, this is also a time of mm, tremendous. I bet on that. Well, this would be different though. This is also a time of tremendous uh, uh, societal violence, the likes of which we really have not seen. It's, it's body blows since. one after the next after yeah. the next. Because you've got. King is assassinated. Uh, RFK is assassinated. Right, yeah, right, right at the same time. You've got all these. You know, Nixon. Six, six, Watergate coming on after that. Yeah, Nixon yeah. comes after. 75. The reemergence of Nixon, yeah, is, yeah. Very, is felt very keenly by the population. It's you know, the, well, the Democratic Convention riots. Riots in, in Chicago yeah, in 68. Which was you know, the year before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is, so you, you use the word Cajun, powder keg. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire culture really was a powder keg. So in that sense, Manson saw something that was real. There is a now yes. whether or not he was 
seeing the right powder keg. The explosive materials are there all together. Nobody had quite lit the fuse yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And his obviously his plan to, to light that fuse was a little insane to begin <laughs> with. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. But, I mean, because, I mean, it, it just, I uh, think it, just the whole plan was stupid. Never mind insanely evil. Yeah. Well, and it was supposed to be carried out somewhat differently. They were supposed to have taken personal items from the homes and left them in uh, black neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and they kind of panicked and didn't do that. Uh, like, so that That's was, the whole key, right? There. Yeah, so that was part of Charlie's thing with the second night uh, on the night of the, I believe it was the 9th and, and the 10th of August when they went to the LaBianca home. It's like, you all didn't do it right last time. I'm going to show you how this time. Mm-hmm. So can we say that Charlie helped set up the Taliban by giving them ideals? I mean, he was the first in the modern few histories here to set up the chaos and everything like that in the public areas, or try to anyway. Mm -hmm. But I've got an interesting and obscure fact for you. You say he did a lot of control with drugs and sex and so forth. Well, the funny thing is, and you know I love obscure facts and stuff when we do this, the great American actor, Danny Trejo, Oh, yes. Yeah. He actually was at the mansion a couple of times there, and he made the comment that Manson was such a good master hypnotist that he could have them close their eyes, and they would believe that they were smoking pot and doing cocaine while not doing nothing at all. He was so good at it. Yeah, It was, it was a skillful application of LSD primarily um, at the ranch. He would gather them all out in the middle of nowhere at the ranch. They felt dependent on him for... Safety and security out of well, that, the, the ranch. Key. That's yeah. the key. Uh-huh. And um, he, you know, he sexually abused each of the women pretty much and shared them and traded them around with the men that were involved. Um, had Squeaky become involved with the guy that owned the ranch so they wouldn't have to pay <laughs> anything to stay there. Yeah. Well, Squeaky um, paid. Yeah, Squeaky paid, uh, but no, the rest of them did. She was firmly under his control, though. Oh, well, yeah. When you say Squeaky, it takes me back to the Boat Reynolds movie out in the middle of the wilderness there. Deliverance? Deliverance. Squeal, piggy squeal. squeal. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, one of the bad things about this is that uh, a good friend of mine, there's uh, he, he can never remember the name of one of the canters, the, one of the ladies that used to canter uh, at, uh, at our parish, and he always called her Squeaky because she had a bit of a high voice. But God love her. She got up there. I mean, she, for, she was fine. They're just a little high. And she got up there and did it. So I, I have no problem with that because I know how I sing. But he called her squeaky. So every time we think it, we talk about this, all I, can, all I see is her face. <laughs> <laughs> so. That wasn't her real name, though, was it? No. Lynette. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Lynette yeah, Squeaky yeah. Fromm. Mm-hmm. That's, right, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, but everybody knows her as everybody Squeaky. Everybody knows her as Squeaky, exactly. So it's yeah. just kind of a thing. And many of the girls, again, as part of, like, moving away from their previous lives, adopted pseudonyms at the mm-hmm. ranch. Yes. Uh, Susan Atkins, I think, was always known as Sadie Mae at the ranch and things the like that. The new name, I mean, th- so I think that's something that's kind of interesting about him. You know, when you, He is the textbook example of how to create and control a cult. Yeah. Groom. He, uh, he and grooms expertly. Yes. I mean, it was before the, the grooming became a, a real, real term. Word, yeah. Um, the, you know, the whole thing about the new name, that I think is one of the things yes. that is Break uh, away their identity. It's genius yeah. because, yes, it breaks, mm-hmm. uh, breaks them from the old identity and gives them a new one that is only rooted in him. Mm-hmm. And can be filled by what he wants it filled with. Exactly. He can, once you've broken your identity, then you break your morals, your everything. 
Right. Everything about we, it can be broken down and Because you're rebuilt. building something from scratch. So can we translate this over to wives and girlfriends calling us sweetie and darling and dear? They're just breaking down our identities after they've got a hold of us? Only, wow. Only if, they, <laughs> only if they shave your head like when you go into boot camp. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, there is something to be said for that, there, because that process is a form of transformation. Well, you oh, know, it is. It, it, in what, some ways you are right. That's right. You're onto something there. For okay, sure. because it's not deranged in psychopath. No, no but, well, but it's it's how we treat one another, though. It sets the expectations. Well, that, that's also so, what made it so easy for him to do that, because right. there is precedent for this being done uh in in a oh, non-threatening yeah. manner. All the women thought Charlie loved him. Oh, yeah. Right. He had a master plan. I mean, he had this all planned out in his head, eventualities and so forth. When you get into it, it's just like the one, uh, I forget which girl it was, but he was saying, Charlie already had it set. If he went to jail, he's going to act insane. In the courtroom, he'd be insane. He'd give us cues when we all met with the lawyer to plan out for the court day that if he did a certain motion or something, we'd all just go nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man had a plan planned out, and he was not dumb. His no, IQ I mean, tested at 120 at one time in prison. It, uh, it very well, the street smart, and the, and mm-hmm. again, having been in prison and in close confinement a great deal of his life, he was a great observer of interpersonal behavior mm-hmm. and, and knew how to manipulate people all the way around. Um, one of the, you know, the, the interesting aftermath to me is... Los Angeles freaked out. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you mentioned like Watts riots and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, that happened way over there. Well, yes. And it happened to that part of town none of us go to anyway. None of us go yeah. to. Right. Yeah. But this really took like mainstream wealth neighborhoods, wealthy neighborhoods in Los Angeles and made them all just insane. This is something that wouldn't happen again until the Rodney King. Yeah. Issues. I mean, it was it was panic time. Well, yeah, because I mean, this it, one of their own got it in a very grisly, yeah, uh, yeah. fashion. It, so, you know, this this was the start of, well, we were going to go buy guns and lock our doors. You know, it's really a transformation of the way people felt about their personal security uh, in Los Angeles and and eventually across the country. You know, the idea of well, there's no reason to lock doors. Who's going to come in the house? True. Well, Charlie yeah. and his family might come in the house well, now. And you know, th- there's something to be said for that because, and that's just one of those other markers of, I don't want to call it growing up as a society because that kind of, pers- but it is somewhat inevitable that we've gone from innocence to experience. You know, like Hotel California, mm-hmm. you can't yeah. you can check out, but you can never leave. Yeah, exactly. There's, a, there, you've reached a point where you recognize this world is not as. Leave it to Beaver and Father Knows Best has portrayed yeah, to Danny us. Danny Thomas and, and Mayberry. Those, and, as yeah. much as we mm-hmm. tried and wished it that way, that those, those times can never come again. And we've talked about well, it. Yes, and I think th- that's important real quick. Yeah. Uh, because it's because at first, you, I think the road you were going sounded, and, and I think you didn't end up there, but I think it's good to, to play this out a little, yeah. is that it's not that we woke up to reality Right. So much as reality had changed. That's right. Yes. Yes. And that is a different thing. Yeah. I, so, I yeah. really do think so. Changed. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. because know, it, it wasn't just a panic, it was a realization that the world is different. Vietnam had a lot to do with that. It had been becoming different and for was, several years. But Charlie that's was it. the. It was, yeah. in many respects, he pushed it over the cliff in many yeah. ways. Well, having that on your TV every night, and I know uh, Imperator needs to say something oh, no, here. Fine. 
but I think uh, that decent. When you're exposed to graphic images of any kind, mm-hmm. it desensitizes you. Very much so. Yeah. Whether it be pornography or violence, having the backdrop of Vietnam on television every night, I think, does have a subtle influence. Maybe not the overt one uh, that I think you were objecting to, Cajun, but I think that that subtle influence of seeing the dehumanization of people every night on television. Yeah. And seeing people like you look like you, regular Americans doing it to others, there's a subtle psychological, especially the the young women, because yes, they really did look like regulars, just suburban girls. Yeah, it's interesting you say this too, because you've uh, Robert, you've kind of caught onto something, and whether this was inevitable in the culture or not, but Roe versus Wade was right after this. Uh, right around the same mm-hmm. period. Uh, it's about three years, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, so it's, it's 71, all, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're talking about you know, a, a very much, you, we are learning to dehumanize very quickly. Yeah. And that is a very chilling yeah. aspect of our society. I think we always knew, but it's, oh, yeah. but it's, it's been, been industrialized. Yeah, right? yeah, on that note, though, we were talking about the cultural influences of man's and so forth. There were over 20 serial killers in the L.A. area alone throughout the 70s and early 80s. I mean, how much did he influence in that happening, or did it just bring it more to the forefront? Well, that's a good question, because... That's a large number. It is. A five-mile radius, ten-mile radius, basically. So to be a serial killer, you have to have three... You have to murder three people Mm -hmm. in basically the same fashion. Different Uh, times. It's separate incidents. Separate incidents, yeah. Uh, you know, there's factors that go into that. Once Sometimes you hit, it evolves and so forth. Yeah, the... but it's generally similar. And up until this point, it was a lot easier to get away with being a serial murderer because you didn't have the the, the media attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You know, there wasn't a 24-hour news cycle and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the first uh, real serial killer in the U.S., was the guy uh, that was concurrent with the Chicago World's Fair in the 1890s. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's set up as a, uh, a doctor or a, uh, a pharmacist. I forget exactly what it was now. Uh, Eric Larson wrote a great book, uh, Devil in the White City. Loved it. It's all yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody really understood what was going on. Granted, it was you know 100 years prior to this, or uh, 80 years. But nobody really understood this concept of a serial killer. And yeah. so... You know, even though this is eighty or ninety years later, I think it, you know it takes a while for that to yeah to, for, for that for that consciousness to soak you, in. You, you yeah, communicative you technology, like you said, newspapers, yeah. TV, and so forth. Nobody was making the connections between exactly. You can be a serial killer on. across the entire United States, but nobody would know until mm-hmm. the states or the communities well, talk to one. Well, another. Interstate I mean, killer. Well, I mean, there was one exactly that. Yes, yeah. I mean, Jack the Ripper is the only precedent that you have. Right, and that's and known. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that that became a cultural sensation. Yeah. You know, I hear that. I just read recently that uh, uh, Scotland Yard now suspects that there wasn't just one Jack the Ripper. I think it's probably likely. Yeah, that even though there were five yeah. deaths, there was probably some copycat stuff going on. Sure. There. Yeah. So even that early, mm-hmm. there's copycats. Yes, yeah. so, which is which is kind of one of the one things I want to sort circle back to because we've talked about that. Yeah. That. This this began something here. Yes, which goes back to your entire premise here right. is the cultural impact. Right, here. because it, it changed us. Yeah, I mean, you're a loser. You're a nobody. How can I be famous? How can I be somebody? Well, I can be like Charlie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, or I can be like 
Richard Ramirez, or and we see that now that's Menendez one of our brothers, fears. You know, we can go on. Yeah, and I mean, on we 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 fear that now with the uh, the mass shootings or the spree killings. You know, we fear that okay, if we talk about this guy and put him in the news, someone's going to copy him. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, well, it's, you know, it's, the, it's it's not even direct copying nowadays. Yeah. What what's happening is the the news information cycles and everything else have changed drastically again. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you know, nowadays we've got all of these influencers, and you know, you don't have to really be anything to be famous. In yeah, quotes. that's yeah. true. You can be famous for being famous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kardashians. I was going to say, I was, if you didn't say it, I was going to. Paris uh, Hilton and uh, what was the other one? Her friend Nicole Richie. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Richie. 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 Yeah, those are the two yes. originators of yeah. famous yeah. for being. The and Kardashians are a favorite shibboleth here. Exactly. Yes, they are. But, oh, but, yeah. Push, push the button on that one. Oh no. Yes. Word boner. Yeah, that one. That, Excellent right. shibboleth. Yes, very good. But now we're to a news cycle where, you know, you look at your 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 Facebook news feed. And you'll mm-hmm. see something about somebody's cat or what have you in Germany now. <laughs> you know, oh, they had three million views. And all of a sudden it's in the news. Right. But yes. That's ex- a great example of being famous for being famous. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's news about it is. the news and, almost. And prior, and prior to the Mansons. It's very incestuous. Yeah. Prior to the Mansons with the... Uh, advent of television in every home, the closest thing you would have had to that would have been probably in, I guess, I, was it 28, 29, Lindbergh? Lindbergh oh, yes, the, uh, the, yes. the Lindbergh. Lindbergh. The 30s. There was some 30s, of that. Yes. So, I mean, you would have, yeah, that, Sacco and Vanzetti that, and Leopold and Loeb and, and these exactly, other sensational but, crime trials. Well, also, don't was, forget JFK's assassination, too, yeah, which, was, those, which was, those very, was a very singular those event. Those were the thing. beginning it was, yeah, but of it was, radios transformation of bringing sensationalism to the forefront of every household yeah. well and before that it was newspapers but yeah. you know what I, I think where that sensationalism really started was the newsreels of the 30s and 40s interesting hearst yeah. hearst newspapers yeah oh well yes yeah, yeah you know the that, spanish american war you know, the, the, oh, yeah. the purple prose and yellow journalism right mm-hmm. but i mean when you think about the the newsreels especially the wartime newsreels sure oh yeah, yeah. propaganda uh, the uh, propaganda sensationalism mm-hmm. and degradation of those we don't like uh, oh, yeah. i mean they perfected it that's oh, true yeah. because world war one they didn't have the technology at the time it was right. silent at their i mean yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard to be uh you know bombastic when everything's silent that's right you mean, yeah. newspapers had it but it yeah. really wasn't it didn't have near the impact that it no. did in well, and, world war of course and then newspapers are two and three ed- editions a day Right, yeah, you know, right. almost continuous printing. So this is really, really, really good stuff. This is exactly what I was hoping we would do. So, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit here about, um, you know, the transformation of the individual for like your security and safety going across mm-hmm. the country, the closed doors, the the understanding of this sensationalism now. So there's a couple other pieces I want to hit, but what are we doing on time? Uh, Thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, we are at twenty-seven minutes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I think that means. Word boner. Oh, sorry. Oh, he pushed the wrong button. That's okay. We can always do a word boner. Bourbon break. I love it. So. Bourbon break. So I have poured some more of my old Forester Statesman that I enjoy greatly. 
Um, I almost went with that. I have not had yes, that. I need to do that next time. There's only one, s- one or two slurps left. So okay, you so one hit. of us. Ah, you go ahead. Okay, I'll take it. That's okay. Right. Uh, but Old Forester Statesman is, is mellow, smooth, complex flavor. I really like it. I love most anything with the Old Forester name is one of my go-tos. Yes, th- that is just f- phenomenal stuff from that low-end yeah. bottle to the to the top. That's yeah. right. So, so I'm starting to see to uh, the Whiskey Row series more and more in stock in places. That's, I know because it was so very po- it was so popular you couldn't find it. Right, I had to, now I, it's back. Yeah, good because I'm glad they're making it again because uh, I had to hunt to get yeah. some of those. But uh, you, it, you, I can find all four now. 1870, yeah. 1897, 1910, and 1920. Right, yeah. 1920s there. I could find, and uh, I think the uh, the 1897, but the other two 1910 were tough. was really hard to find for a while. Well, yeah, that one, and the 18, but you know, I think I might like the 1870 best of all, believe it or not. Is that the uh, uh, the Frontier Whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, it's, the, it's that original. Yeah. The original, yeah, that's what I was looking that for. That they had. It so, really is good. So I poured Francis and Robert. A snort of wild turkey long branch. See, absolutely, and that's the and actually I haven't I haven't uh, partaken yet. So yes, this we first had at Cajuns uh, some time ago when we went down uh, when we took um, uh, we 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 took your spawn, didn't we, Francis? Yes, that's correct. That's right. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Indiana, yes. Indiana. Yes, thank Indiana. you. Indiana. Yes. We named the dog Indiana. That's right. We took Indiana down and uh, had a wonderful day. We uh, did. Had yeah, great smoked meats. Went to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, to the uh, place, uh, Monks Road. Uh, Logstill. Logstill, thank Logstill. you. Yes. That's right, yep, on the yes, backside uh, of your property. On the backside, yes, got to, to see where... On the of the ranch. Yeah, that's right. Got to see where Cajun grows his bourbon seeds. That's right. Uh, just a wonderful time, but yes. Which mm-hmm. is about five, six weeks off from coming in. I was, I was really impressed with those pictures you sent. That was some tall... It's tall. pushing over seven feet at this point. That All was this impressive. rain this season is really Right about that time of the year. We had a very yeah, good growing season, well, and it's, it looks awesome. For the time, because, you know, granted, in Michigan, the growing season starts later. Uh, but, you know, the, the saying that my... Uh, I always heard from my dad and some of the people out there I knew that, that farm, because actually there's some kids in my school and uh, one of the rural places I lived that uh, did farming was knee high by the 4th Fourth of July. July. And you're like head high by the 4th of July. So yeah, that's the way it is in uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's high uh, as an elephant's eye. Well, the last few years have been very, very dry. I mean, it's been pretty bad the last few years going on. This this is kind of a turnaround. We'll see if it continues. That a was new cycle pretty, now. Yeah, pretty. Mm-hmm. It's usually, usually August, you know, early September is when it – is when it hits, and uh, so uh, this, anyways. So we had first had it there. This is if you like a sweet bourbon. It is, yeah, very much yes. so. This is one of the best for that. In my this opinion. is Matthew McConaughey's personal brand, personal yeah. flavor, I guess. Yes. You yeah, it. It, from that first taste, even before it has a chance to cool and and bloom with the uh, melting ice, you still get that. You know, it, it, some bourbons there's a marked difference between that first uh, warm taste. Yeah. And the later cooled, uh, bloomed taste. Right. And this, there's a difference with this. It's just more full. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and just, I, I can't speak un- well enough about this. This is uh, this is the first time someone's signature, other than Eddie Russell's, has appeared on a bottle of well, yeah uh, Wild Turkey with Matthew McConaughey's signature on. Very much label. so, yeah. And uh, and and give to give Martin credit, he's provided us with these large ice. Balls. I've balls. got big balls. Say, He's yeah, got big icy balls. Uh-huh, that's right. Yeah, but it, it does help. It really does uh, because it doesn't melt too fast. Right. And that's one of the things I've discovered that you want that chill and you want that bloom 
but it, it will become essentially watered down if it goes too fast. This here stays, and, and it, you can enjoy it longer. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that. It, it has a distinct advantage. And Cajun, I poured you uh, Monk's Road. Monk's Road small batch, which is the more weeded one. It's the more weeded one. Like I say, it's in my backyard. Uh, some of them bourbon seeds have been heading over that way, so here in a few years we'll be actually having a, some production from that. And uh, it's really nice. It's real smooth. It's got that little bit of vanilla sweetness to start with, but then you get that secondary warmth that's not peppery. It's cinnamon. It's yes. got a cinnamon mm, flavor cinnamon. to yes, it. Yes. And then it follows up with a, kind of a tautness on the backside. Yeah. It, it's really good. It's nice. It's enjoyable. Uh, if you like an old-fashioned, it'd probably be an excellent old-fashioned maker. I do love a good old-fashioned. I do. I got a buddy of mine, Bill Glass, that makes some fantastic old-fashioned. But just a little fact back on the wild turkey. I was, actually went by the wild turkey distillery this past week. and Yes, you have really been hitting the Didn't do the tour there. Um, but we stopped by because uh, we went up to Four Roses for a special tasting. And uh, while at wild turkey, I picked up a limited release bottle only for their gift shop. Yes, a lot of the distilleries are doing that. 10 years old yeah. and... Um, we got a couple of bottles of those waiting to give a try here coming up. Ten, oh, very ten, nice. Yeah, ten. I look forward when you're with your, with your place. That I guess I need there. to do a blog post on all these distilleries. Yes, yes. you and the Imperator one. both need That'd to, be to do some subject. blog posting. Yes, ten-year-old wild turkey would have to be phenomenal. Oh yes, oh, wild turkey is one of our favorites. There's no it, question. It, oh, it's it's always at, at twenty bucks. You can't go wrong with just regular yeah. old eighty-six proof Yeah, it's it's like that uh, the old Forester signature one hundred. Yeah, no, you you know, it's it, a twenty-dollar yeah. bottle, but with a screw top. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But I will toss in one of the best uh, tours that I hit in the past two weeks. My uh, uncle was in town from Florida, and we we're both bourbon aficionados. Him even more so because he has more years on me, but. Uh, we went over to Jim Beam in Claremont. Yes. And they had an yep. excellent tour, very, very good, very good tasting product lineup. Uh, they actually had a new malted bourbon come out that reminds you very much of a good scotch. Really? Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Oh. So when you see that malted on these bourbons coming out now, it's got that more earthy flavor to In them. Words, don't be afraid of mm-hmm. it, right? Don't be afraid of them. Okay. They have an excellent bowling restaurant there, too. Got a awesome cheeseburger there to I've been by end up after the tour. I've been by that place a million so. times, and I've never been in it. Highly recommend it. I, I, like I say, I need to put a blog post together and go through yes, what the that, past couple of weeks have been here. Yeah, that thing about the restaurant really intrigued me because that sounded great. Uh, I think... Um, uh, Makers has Makers a restaurant has, as well. A, I have been to that. I've, I've not been. I've been to Makers for their for their Christmas extravaganza, but I've not been there to the restaurant. And the I've, Boys I've Town Bourbon Company, which is a whole nother animal that we really need to discuss probably next month with the Bourbon Fest coming up. But um, they have a very good restaurant there too. Yes, nice, they do. Nice. I, I've eaten there, and it's wow. So let me ask you this. It, it, I, I, I don't mean to ignore the Imperator, oh, no. but he doesn't drink bourbon. He can't. Uh, I mean, you I know, suppose you could. I, 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 we laid I, these circumstances out. I can, but I don't. Right. Uh, uh, we appreciate you know, that. Given your liver uh, issues. Given, I, given the, yes. Yeah, well, the, the fact that, you know, three people gave up their livers for me to be here today. Right. Um, You're a caretaker. I'm a caretaker. Yeah. Yes, uh, you have a responsibility. So, yeah. You have a responsibility uh, yeah. to that. To and, and to be fair, you know, I mean, I would be smoking a cigar, but we don't. Smoke indoors anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can do that on my porch oh, next your month. Porch yes, next I, month, outdoors. I actually have some cigars that I can break and, out. And, oh, and possibility. I, yeah. And I, you know, I, I can mm, still yeah. do that. Although I haven't since I've had my transplant, but I've got 
a huge selection of well, I mean, uh, like high-end classic cigars. Next you know, month, listeners, yeah. we're going to have a special treat. I'm going yeah. to be seeing uh, the former pastor uh-huh. tonight. I will ask him uh, uh, for some recommendations because I wouldn't mind going out and getting something. And he, that never, he never invites me to anything. I'm well, going to have to I'll, show up and really complain to him. Well, uh, we'll be at so they, uh, Preston Crossing tonight at 8 o'clock. Oh, that okay. might be a thought. Yes. Uh, just show up. Yes. So well, actually, the the, the <laughs> deacon I've known since. That's right. I've known since he was in elementary school. That's right. right. You you've known that deacon longer than you've known this I, one. I've known. Yes, I've known, known, he's, I've known he was a classmate of mine too. Absolutely. Yeah. We yes. called him Baby Deacon because yeah. he was the youngest. He was the youngest for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Nine months younger than me. So yeah, I mean, I, I've known I've known him since he was you know. Yeah, you should in show real baby seventh deacon, grade. Yeah. But what I don't want to. Uh, segue too much, but I wanted to ask Cajun, uh, how would you compare uh, the tour? Because my favorite tour that I've been on so far has been the Woodford. How would you compare that to the ones you've seen? Because you you went and did that one recently too. Yes, I did. I did that one the week before, and I'd done the Woodford tour eh, eight years ago, probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the campus has changed some. The tour's oh, really? a little bit different. It's not exactly the same. Uh, they're not as liberal with the bourbon or the bourbon balls anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, bourbon balls were pretty much a free-for-all on the table back when I did it before. I mean, if you oh, wanted several, wow. you could have several. Um, and, of course, at that point, the Woodford lineup is pretty much just one line. Mm-hmm. True, yes. Uh, yes. Now yeah, it has uh, expanded. So, like yeah, I say, it has changed in several different ways. Now, I really enjoy it. it it's a different... From the beam, I beam with the restaurant there. You stop and eat in afterwards. Makes it just a tad, mm-hmm. maybe above Woodford, but they're both excellent. The thing that uh, impressed me with uh, Woodford was uh, it just it, it just spoke as a uh, a, a very classy yes. presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first walked in there, you know, all, all I get things, oh, you know, it's like choirs of angels singing when I first walked oh, in there. My only complaint with Woodfoot, I can do without that little mixed cocktail on the tasting lineup at the end. Yeah. Well, that did not impress me, and it kind of threw me off. The thing I didn't that. like about it uh, was they had the rye second or third. Rye should always come last. Yeah, we've always should come last before. But yeah, putting in, they've got a cocktail mixer there, and well, they've actually got several. I think this was some kind of lemonade mix type thing. Yeah, yeah, something along that line. Uh, strawberry lemonade for the go with the bourbon, and it just didn't impress me. It didn't belong in the bourbon tasting lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I maybe off to the side if somebody else wants to try that. I'm sure they're trying different markets to bring them on in, but and- yeah. And yep. for those of you in the audience that may be considering doing a lot of these bourbon tours, and which you should, you, which you should, uh, when you head down to like to Jim Beam Distillery there in Claremont, uh, right, pretty much almost across the street, right, you know, you've got uh, Bernheim Forest down there. Yes, you do. That's right, exactly. Which is one of the best botanical conservatories in the United States. Yeah. And uh, also the savior of the American chestnut tree. True. And they have the forest giants there the at the moment. Giants yeah, oh, so yes. It's a relatively recent it's thing. A, it is a wonderful place yeah. to pick up your food and what have you at a restaurant and go sit in Mother Nature and see some amazing, beautiful things and have a picnic with your bourbon. They actually have some night events coming up with lighting and everything here mm-hmm. in the next few weeks, a uh, couple of weeks. I forget the exact dates, but I saw that just the other day. Mm-hmm. 
Go yeah, to the website. You'll find it all. Burnham has come a long, long way. Oh, it it's, has. It's one of the very wow. best places around. Yeah, I love yes. these. I love these shout outs during bourbon break. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wally and Log Steel there. So mm-hmm. hello, Wally Dant. And uh, shout out to Bernheim and Claremont and all the distilleries. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we've only scratched the surface. I mean, There's uh, you know, We didn't even page. talk about Heaven Hill. I know they have a nice new, brand new facility. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I they do. To... You know, here's a cute fact. I mean, I remember when they started the Bourbon Trail years ago. The Bourbon Passport that you can get stamped yeah. and so yeah. forth as you go around was basically one page folded over three times. Now it's a $15 booklet. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is a marketing tool is what it, it is. Yes. It is, but it's so damn popular. And that's that's one of the reasons that people have, uh, you know, you would almost think this is collusion in, well, in many ways. Well, it, well, it is. It is. Three levels to the bourbon trail now. You have your classic level, you have your small steel craft type, mm-hmm. and then you have, I call it the newer line, like the BBC, even though they fall underneath the classic for some reason, where they're doing more fusion stuff and so yeah. forth and mixing. Mm-hmm. Martin, when you went, did you do the tasting at the BBC? Or did you just go out there and eat? Uh, I probably just ate um what did we do? I don't. Okay, well, let we me bring this a, up in we, my job. We got to memory. tour the Rick House. I remember doing okay. that, and and we went through the facility. I don't think we got to taste anything. Okay, well, the mm-hmm. tasting there. One of the products that they put the t- up with their tasting line. They give you a clear spirit before it becomes bourbon. Oh yes, and Light it's dog. amazing. Yes, it's I've it's like that. tequila. I mean, it reminded yes. me a lot of tequila. Heaven Very Hill interesting. Did the same thing with we somebody out, that doesn't like that. Yeah. the classic bourbon that's been classic. If they bottle that, you find that. That may be an alternative. It's just yeah. simple to corn somebody. Whi- I it's think they did corn give whiskey us. essentially, yes. right? Yeah. 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 But theirs yeah. had a very distinct tequila likeness to it. Yeah. Uh, I think we did get to try something right out of the barrel. One of the when it yes. hadn't been aged. It had a barrel in the uh, no, it was aged in the warehouse where they used. It the wasn't, wasn't done. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, woo-hoo, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah, that uh, cask strength stuff. That's some that's yeah, major that's stuff. So yeah. at, at that time, they were just beginning to get their own product out. They had been contract for extra production for other places, mostly. And they were just getting themselves underway with their product, and, mm-hmm. and again the restaurant and, this and the whole where, facility. This is where again? This is uh, oh, it's town. Okay, that's what I thought. Arstown Bourbon, that, right, yeah. that very, very new facility there right, in Arstown. I've not been to uh, myself. Uh, yeah, a friend, uh, a friend of mine from actually. from my work there uh, lives very nearby, and she knows everybody. Uh, she knows Wally. Well, very visually fascinating. <laughs> well, if you're going up the bluegrass, the them. warehouse is all glass on one of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. She knows you're from the fellas. area like, like Cajun and I are, you kind of know everybody. You know everybody. Anybody, so, they yeah. know yeah. you usually. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty awesome to, to, to just, we really got a, a like an in-person, very small group yeah, uh, walkthrough of everything. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something that, especially for our international listeners and uh, and for par- people all across the country, we we hope to have some. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really understand. We, we talk about the bourbon and all that it, it, this area comes with it. One of the things that we don't emphasize enough because it's just natural to us is the hospitality that is part of this yeah. industry. Oh, yeah. And it is not accidental. It comes from the country and from the people where we grew up. That is just, and, and, and here in Louisville, it's the same way. Yeah. We kind of bled over. We are a very hospitable, welcoming community. Yeah. Enormously so. And the realization that this can be a big deal yeah. helps. It oh, is. It yes. reinforces. It uh, brings but yes, people together. Yes, it really but does. you're right. There's especially 
when you get out into the rural area, there is a very natural hospitality to it. Very much they so. love to talk about bourbon. Oh, uh, and glad to see you. Generally right. glad to see you, yeah. no matter where you're from. And food. And food, that's correct. Yeah. It always what, with it. One of the things we've got here is we have a, uh, a huge change in Kentucky that's happening now. Uh, not too many years ago, we can remember all this time, the big things here, bourbon was good, but it was small. Yes. The yeah. big oh, yeah. things were tobacco, yep. right. yes. which fell out of fashion here. <laughs> very uh, rapidly, actually. Very rapidly. Yes. Uh, Whoever would have thought that Kentucky would have been one of those places that you know fewer people smoke than, than do. Yes. Well, it, it still has yeah. a very high per capita yes, number it is. of smokers but still, compared to other places, but it's but not, not as... we're not growing it so yeah, much we're, anymore. We're, it's, the yeah. other thing that's falling out of favor now is the horse racing industry. There's because, some truth to that. Because of concerns about animal welfare and, and things like that. As a matter of fact, this past season, they ended up shutting down Down. Churchill Downs and moving it to Ellis, I believe. Ellis Park, yeah. Uh, In Henderson, Kentucky. Moving the whole whole meat. Even Churchill Downs, which is, you know, a huge industry here in the state, is changing over because what they're trying to do is become the legalized casinos of Kentucky, which refuses to legalize casinos. Well, because to to, ironically to be a protectionist uh, of of the the horse horse racing racing industry, industry, which which Which, is falling out of favor and dropping down. Yeah. So sports book, we're we're getting our sports book soon. So bourbon has taken a place at the forefront for tourism yeah, here. The, the idea is to transform it into the same exactly. thing California has with Napa and wine. With the wineries, yes. yes. Wine. You know what's interesting? Uh, yeah, when we were growing up, if you remember movies and television, whenever somebody mm-hmm. drank, what did they pour? Scotch. They yeah. poured scotch. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's almost always a bourbon. Usually Blanton's for the most part. Yeah, well, <laughs> in I mean, the movies industry. Somehow, yeah, well, somehow the... Somebody's got to end with Blanton in the movie industry. Yeah. Of, Although I was, uh, um, now that I know more about bourbon than, than at one time, you know, it, it just, it always cracks me up when somebody goes up to the bar and they say, give me a bourbon. And that's all they say. Yeah. It's like, dude, th- you need a lot more information to actually get something in your <laughs> Well, drink. you know, when we were, last time we were at a well, cage. No, well house, well bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're, you're going to get, uh, yeah. I was, I was kind of impressed when we were out at Cajuns the last time and I had not, believe it or not, I had not seen the John Wick movies and we put them on and of course he's drinking Blanton's all over the place. Yeah. It's yeah. very recognizable. Oh yeah. Yes. And it's just well, kind of like the I mean, product placement is. Everywhere. Oh, just yeah, for placement, my placement. place. I think I'm up to a total of 71 bottles now across the kitchen. And we're going to help. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> bow to your greatness. So. I say yes. I have eight. So the, the, next uh, time we're eight, there, we'll eight. help you reduce that yes. number. I think yeah, I have sure. 10 or 11 still. Yeah, but they're getting down. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any that's yeah, above so, half. Yeah, the statesman's almost gone, so that'll get me to seven. I did uh, the last time I bought. I kind of said, well, you know, let, let's do something kind of dumb. Um, I bought one bottle of kind of a. I guess it's more mid-range. It's not super high-end, but it's the Town Branch from Lexington. It's about 35 mm-hmm. or so. That's good. Uh, we had that at my place uh, last time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it was uh, it's I, another I, sweet one. Again, yes. I mean, there's never been one we've tried that, that we've not liked. With no, no. One exception. One exception. One exception. Only one exception. Well, I'm, I'm testing that hypothesis because the other thing I bought was Old Fitzgerald. 
Yes, yeah, so twelve dollars. Ah, that's all that over there. But you know, some of those like it's it's same price point as Vario Old Barton, and you know, Vario Barton's fine. You know, yeah, it's, Granddad, it's the regular. Yeah. It's fine too. And it's, Evan, it's Evan Williams is two dollars more, yeah. and yeah. it's outstanding. Absolutely, yeah. they have been point. upping their advertising of late, and uh, marketing a, a, a as you know trying to up their brand in the eyes of consumers. I've noticed. Yes. Which yes. one? Uh, Evan, Evan Williams. 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 Yeah, that's right. Well, that's that's Cajun's go-to bourbon. It yes. is. My, oh, it's well, the 1783 line, the Correct. small batch. Oh, is my, yeah. It's my daily. Yes, and that's the one, one that uh, the small batch is what I've been seeing advertised in a and very classy way. Yeah, I mean, it's and even it's probably still under 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah let it be clear, listeners. My 71 bottle total at the moment is a collector's thing. It's not a drinking thing. <laughs> By any means. Some of it's an investment thing, even. Well, yeah, because you've right. got some wellers out there that we that we can't well, crack. Well, you can't get a hold of, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, that uh, one of these days, you, you, you did say there's a... I did say if I pay the house off and stuff, the, that's, well, that's one of them bottles going to go. That's well, I think we crack it, yeah. I think all of us, uh, especially those of us that are uh, working on uh, the publishing venture, should have one high-end bottle we are saving. Oh, for when we for for, for when the moment. books hit the real or digital shelves. Okay. Well, okay. two of us already done that. Well, that's true, but uh, well, yeah, I've got. Well, I, I am looking forward to celebrating with Francis because I think it's imminent. I, I think I so too. It. It's it, I feel I, it. I've got the the, the first. Uh, I've got two publishers that uh, that have uh, interest in my first book, and uh, one of them is interested also in the second book. So if you might, it could be imminent. So I'm gonna have to buy. Uh, I'll, I'll bow to the. I'll bow to the group here. What would you all want me to buy, and I'll get it. Well, if you can Pappies. find it, twenty three. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say is probably not going. I think that's out of his range. Yeah. No matter how. Honestly, I, I think a good well, Wellers or Booker. One of the lotteries for for distribution when it comes out every yeah. year, you can get a a good bottle of Pappies for you know under three hundred. <laughs> Sell. Try selling that to my wife. Uh, uh, but yeah. I mean, it, I mean, she yeah. likes you, but I don't think even she you doesn't do like you that well, much. Yeah, you like that much. Uh, Nobody likes you that much. They, they, well, yeah, they do. You haven't tried <laughs> uh, any uh, but, E H Taylor yet, have you? No, I do not have any of that. Yeah. So Eagle Rare E H Taylor. Uh, Eagle Rare. There's your if answer. You, if you can find them, Eagle Rare is yeah. the one. Elma T. Lee, also, if you can find it. Uh, Sometimes have, you can yes. find them for under hundred. A lot of times you'll see them selling for above three. And varies. Kentucky Owl, there's like a Kentucky Owl at I like 150 price point out there, that I want to try. No, e. H. Taylor's another good one. That I've seen that. One. One. One Occasionally, the, I've seen one it. One of the things we need to take into consideration, though, when we're talking about these prices, these price points, is we're buying local at the distributors, and we're buying sometimes you the, know, distillery and, and the distillery yeah. itself. Distillery well, itself. It's usually a little higher there. That yeah. that secondhand market out there as far as for the rest of the country or the world yeah. is ridiculous right now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and there are issues with resales, too. Oh, Justin's yes. Bourbons in Lexington, Kentucky, just got raided. Yes. And they confiscated all their bourbon. Oh, my. See, that that's very interesting. I was just reading about this. Yeah. For a long time, it was illegal to yes. resell bourbon. Exactly. So if you had come across a sealed bottle that mm -hmm. Granddad had been sitting on in the cabinet, yeah. you couldn't sell it. Exactly. 
and then it became legal to do so in Kentucky. In Kentucky, and that's that's what. <laughs> yeah, that's a big ball here in Louisville. That advertising, we'll right. buy your dusty bottles and so forth. Yeah, the ones you and don't that's, want. That's how Justin's that's really right. got started. They began buying up and reselling became, and reselling these bottles, but. A real retailer mm-hmm. has to keep really good records exactly. of what they're doing, and apparently they're not they, doing. They it. weren't doing. Yeah, it. It's controlled substance. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. it's not. Right. So, you know, it's not like you're selling cocaine. And, and, and of course, there's, there's lots of opportunities to and be you, fraudulent. Well, with yeah, yes, there, very there much is. so. Yes, the Pappy scandal. And yeah. and God knows how many of us are guilty of stealing our parents' booze and replacing it with something else in the bottle. <laughs> I so can't say that I did that. That, sec- I did that, that yeah. secondhand. I just stole it. I never that secondhand it. market. Beware. High-end bourbons are being fraudulently sold, but you know they may get a bottle and sell something else in it. A pappy, for example. Sure, absolutely. And the other thing is, you've got people who are actually stealing the bourbons. Oh yeah. Pappy's a prime example. Yeah, yeah. There, there have were, been break-ins at, at the uh, wholesalers and stuff so, gets stolen. Uh, oh, what was that? That one truck was. Uh, 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 rerouted, children. rerouted. Yes, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, several years ago, that yeah. was a Pappy's truck, uh-huh. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's terrific. I think we did about 15 minutes plus. Uh, we, uh, yeah, at least. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, about 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, we're actually coming Probably. up on an hour here, very, sh- very shortly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just have a couple more things too. One of the things that uh, is at least somewhat academically attributed to the Manson crimes is broader acceptance of conspiracy theories. Interesting. You know, you kept that one close to your chest. You know, when you think about, you know, of course no one would go along with a conspiracy theory theory in the 1960s. Mm, But after after Charlie, I was going to say JFK comes up. Yes. JFK. Well, even King and RFK. Yeah. But, but yeah. The All the way ex- back to the Civil War, easily. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah. broader and broader and broader acceptance. Well, again, these things are cumulative. You're well, right. It's that yes. cycle. You're right. It's, right, you're piling up from Kennedy mm-hmm. to um, Dr. Kennedy King. King and Kennedy. Yeah, and, and to Robert, and then... Well, not only that, Vietnam. And then Vietnam, and then it's like, well, now everybody feels like the government's hiding something. And so, well, you know, this, well, well, you know, they just came out with aliens. So, <laughs> well, yeah, right, and then when Quail <laughs> invented the Internet, it all went crazy. Right. No, no. Oh, yeah. Gore. Gore. Oh, I'm gore. sorry. Gore. Gore. Almost yeah. same thing. Yeah. Potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that is probably the best pun we've ever done. We bow to you. Emperor the best inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was damn good. That, that was, was good. Yeah. You know, the the conspiracy theory now about Charlie is that he was a participant in MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Seriously? And was, and yeah. was fed LSD by the CIA, mm-hmm. and they directed him basically to yeah. start the cult and commit the murders. Well, apparently he would he would have been probably a classmate of the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, then too, because it's the same thing. Yeah, the same deal. All, all, all the crazy comes from MK Ultra and LSD. Yeah. Well, I would agree with at least half of that. <laughs> so well, there's a 2% possibility. There, I mean, I won't uh, totally discount it. Yeah, There, well, there used I mean, to be a thing where if, if, if you were wanting to get off of the idea of having to go on the stand or anything like that or be on a jury, one of the things you could claim was LSD use. 
that if you'd used it more than two or three times, that you're not qualified to be on a jury anymore. <laughs> Nowadays, isn't that a requirement? Uh, did you see that in the news today about the woman in New York had triplets, and they would not dismiss her from jury duty. She brought all three triplets with her to court to sit mm-hmm. in there, and they finally dismissed her after being there for th- two or three hours with the children. Yep. Now, is that ridiculous or what? Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. look, look at the things that's been happening here. I don't know if you saw the post that I made of the video of the woman who was left in a house down here. Oh, the yeah. chained. Hill, yes. chained by the neck All over the to news. the floor. She got left there. He said he was going to come back and kill her. She broke out a window, screaming and what have you. The house was locked up so good, they had to use a ladder and come in through a second floor window wow. to rescue her. And let me tell you. Watching those big, wide cops. Oh yeah, and that climb up that ladder. shaky ladder. Oh yeah, was a little funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, could, you know, great for them to to get in there and rescue that woman. script, but that was a little funny. Yeah, to watch. it is talk, a bizarre story talk, for this talk town. Talk about yeah. the twenty-four hour news cycle and the international but, news cycle. Uh, so this whole idea of the conspiracy theory, I, I think that's something that is worth pursuing just a little bit here. Go ahead. So, for the most part, prior to the nineteen sixties. Most Americans had, and it's probably true, probably from World War One through the '60s, had great trust in their government. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and the news, and well, yeah. yes, yeah, the and news the media too. too. You're exactly well, right. and the government was not an omnipresent part of your life. Either. Not yet. No. Not yet. Not yet. And now, and now that in itself is an aberration. Right. And, and there are exceptions. Yeah, Roswell, New Mexico. It's yeah. very, you know, it's a minority thing. Yes. Of, yes. You know, we don't trust because of there, yes. there it, were dissidents to World War One, and Right, and, you know, and, and, you know, Roosevelt knew about the Japanese coming to Pearl Harbor and all that, yeah. all that crap. But for the most part, though, most Americans trusted the government, which is a very, actually a very unique period of time mm-hmm. in American history because prior to World War One. I would say probably maybe even Spanish American war, because that's when yeah. the country really mm-hmm. rallied around right, yeah. that cause. Uh, there is great distrust at the federal level. Uh, you know, certainly prior to the civil war. Oh yeah. And after. Yeah. In the South. Just ask the South. Just ask the South. Yeah. You know, as, you know, as they said in the movie yeah. about uh, uh, well, Ted Kennedy and the, uh, the uh, Spanish American war, the senator from Mississippi said, you know, we don't celebrate Fourth of July in, in the South, but after this war, we just might do that. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was paid by the great uh, Gary Busey. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Rough Riders. Uh, Rough General Riders. Wheeler. General yes, Wheeler. Wheeler. That's, that's, that's who it was. Yes, Ge- yes, General Wheeler. Uh, Imperator, you were going to say? Well, yeah, I mean, but there was a lot of, because of all the availability of information that we have now, and as it's grown since the advent of radio, television, and now the internet. With all that information comes the ability to have more and more distrust. Well, yes, because the... Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're, we're more willing to make connections that maybe yes. aren't there. Exactly. Well, exactly, because so, so much of what is out there confirmation isn't trustworthy. It's exactly. crap. It is. Yeah. It's crap. Because a lot of it, and this is true in for still the major media, a lot of what is put forward as fact and news is thinly veiled opinion. Yes, very yes, much. So. Very and, much. And that this is, is true. Walter Cronkite. No, news. well, but even but if you go back and look at what he did, I know. Still, it was still yeah 
But people accepted that because he, he mm-hmm. was so trusted. Yeah. But now we've gotten to this point where starting in the 60s with the, the flower children generation, mm-hmm. the, you know, the circling us uh, back the around the mansions yeah. and you know, all of all that of started that. this distrust of the adults. And well, actually it really started in the fifties with the, the, the beatnik yeah. generation. Then you had the long haired hippie freaks. And then you had the long haired hippie Krishna? freaks. <laughs> the, yeah. and, oh, Krishna. And, and the, yeah. Yes. And the cults that, that sprang up all these new Jim age Jones. gurus. A search for meaning. Search for meaning. The Moonies. That was beyond and different from yes. everything that had gone before. Mm-hmm. Right. So of Scientology. course, well, yes, that's a great. <laughs> wow, that's one we could that's spend a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna be hunted down now. Uh, Tom Cruise is gonna come visit us. Oh, uh, bring it on! Main Morton's ready for him. I'll set up. I'll set up the extra mics for that one. <laughs> yeah, really. So Cajun may have noticed that there was a very clear field of fire around my house. It's a yes. beautiful sight. A it beautiful is sight, yes. I tell you. Uh, Cajun has the best field of fire, though. Yes, yes. That's right. When Tom Cruise comes after us, that's where we're going. And water sources. Yeah, for and suburbia, sources, I only have We the can one. make our own mm-hmm. yeah. that's white right. lightning anyway. Yeah. So this transition, you know, the 60s, we've talked about this a little bit, and maybe this deserves its own episode. Uh, the societal change that is rooted in the 1960s has had not a passing effect. It's been a permanent yes, change. Yeah. It is. Yes, yes. Society. It is. Very much. Uh, it's not just the sexual revolution. It's not just, uh, you know, don't trust anybody over 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, once you beat the Nazis. What else it, is there? Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anything else to do. And so young people get out there and they're told, well, your parents' generation saved the world. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's kind of hard to top that. that, And there's nothing left. There's no way for them to save the world. Mm -hmm. And all they see around them is this material world. And there's nothing wrong with that. A successful, prosperous nation is a good thing. It is, but it Mm -hmm. depends on... uh, Because that can go too far. As long as it doesn't leave you behind. That material uh, society, Mm -hmm. when that prosperity becomes the be-all, end-all... Yeah. yeah, that's that a problem. Well, it, it's shallow. Yeah. It's hollow and shallow. Yeah, it, but mm-hmm. hey, well, at least it's idolatrous. That's but, what I'm talking. But everybody still got a roof over their head. Not yeah, it, it, it kind of came. <laughs> it kind of came into its own in the '80s, where it was it was where the, the 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 pursuit of wealth for its own sake. Yes, seemed to be have seemed to be take over so much of yeah, what we've done. Yeah, but the decade of excess. And, but and greed is good. And I don't think it's good. gone away. Well, well that's no, true. No. But we also had the space race. I mean, basically, yeah. that was what everybody drew around after mm-hmm. comparing to World I'm War II glad you until we had up. a couple small accidents. Something like that. Well, I'd hardly, I'd hardly call those small. but In yeah, the grand yeah, scheme yeah, of yeah. things, yes. I mean, think of the uh, building from sale and going to nuclear carriers and so forth. Well, I mean, there we, was accidents. We, we had... Uh, they just weren't Apollo, quite as visible. Apollo, they wasn't quite as visible. Apollo 1. Yeah. Burn up on a test. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we lost three wonderful astronauts. But that whole space race and everything else... It was also with the advent of TV. It and was. It, it, it made it. It did. Well, it also didn't hurt that the guy who started it uh, was young, good mm-hmm. looking, had a beautiful wife. Oh, yeah. And then died two years after, two and a half years after he uh, proclaimed 
the plan well, to get on the moon. And, yeah, and exactly. there's a competition yeah. built into it. And there's we, a competition. But we're, was, we're yeah. competitive and we wanted to win. Population got around and gathered again. Exactly. It was a, a, a rallying yeah. rally place. Yeah. To Martin's point, though, that wasn't um, what the 60s generation was able to get into. Because when they are asked, well, you know, your parents saved the world. What are you going to do? The first half of the boomers were involved in the space race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second half, the ones we think of as the the flower children of the, uh, you know, not the yeah. beatnik generation, but the flower children. Those are the ones that really caused a lot of this societal change because they weren't the ones that are involved in, in the space race mm-hmm. because... They uh, were too young. They were too young. Yeah. Maybe the 70s and certainly maybe into the 80s, but mm-hmm. at the time when all, of, all the stuff societally started changing, they're still in their formative years. Right. And I think Martin's point about they have no direction, no... Uh, no rallying cry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yes, the consumption in the 80s was was very... Um, enjoyable. It, it was very enjoyable. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Uh, you, don't even but you don't even remember it. I do. That's right. I was going to say conspicuous, but yes. <laughs> but, I've heard the stories in my life. But it wasn't... I don't think it was... I think the 80s, in that respect, get a horribly bad rap. Partially that's because liberals just can't stand Reagan because he was successful. Uh, but... For the most part, a lot of that excess consumption wasn't, I don't think, as bad as people give it. No, no, uh, we, uh, no. Whatever and people bought, someone had to make. Someone had to make, yes. Yeah. A rising tide does lift all boats. People scoff, but. Well, jumping it back works. to the population you were referring to, the second half there, couldn't you almost say they had an excess of. Things that wasn't available before to them that kind of oh, yeah. gave them oh, yes. no direction. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they wasn't changes. striving and working towards things that other people had to before they came around. They had a lot given yeah, to them. I mean, the average suburban life in the late 60s is a comfortable life. It is. Yeah. I mean, one of the things when you look I... at a film like The Graduate, there's a reason they're sitting out by the pool because it's possible. Yes. The, the economy, the situation made it possible for them to be a success. And this, so, you know, blame it on the, the, the greatest generation, the first half of the boomers, whoever you want to, but this comfort yeah. is the root cause, not that particular time period, but that societal comfort, that excess consumption, whatever, whatever aspects you want to talk about, they are the absolute root cause for the problems we see in society today all of the weird crap that goes on. And I'm not going to name it because I don't want to have people come and yell at us, but you know what I'm talking about. When you have nothing... Better to do. That is... Well, yeah. better to do, but nothing you have to nothing strive for. challenges you, nothing that, to strive for, that when there is no existential conflict... Word boner. You, you, lose, you lose the ability to look forward to making yourself... Better to being the best person you can be to instead your, well, to, to improve yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yes, I, you know I there's, hate to, there's I hate a, to, there's to be a, a Picard there, but yeah, but there's a loss of perspective. There's a loss of perspective when everything is so easy. Right. Well, when, okay. when you, it's like I could I could make myself better. I can contribute to the world, or I can freak out and save the world. Well, I think what you've you've nailed something that I've got to I've got to interject it, in here it, because do it, do it, do it. we're talking about a crisis of faith. Yes. Essentially, that's what we're talking about. Life yes. has, and, and, and not to disparage the, that late 60s 
uh, those those ge- that generation, the, the flower children, they had it right in certain ways. They were searching for meaning in a world mm-hmm. from their perspective. They then could find none. So they started to create that. And that is a basic human drive. We must have something greater than ourselves to believe in. And if we can't find it, we'll make it. So yes. Francis has just said something positive about hippies. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure you're welcome in my home anymore. No. Well, did he say ta- something positive? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm saying that the drive for them to seek mm-hmm. to find is natural. Is na- it, it is Not natural. only it is natural, it is, uh, it is inherent to the human but dignity see, person. That, yes. that is what made, for example, Manson's followers so vulnerable. Very much yes, so. Yes, exactly. Very it much is. so. Exactly. It is and because he got those people who were seekers. Yes, yeah, you know, to we, use the Charlton Heston word. And what we have Lazy. now in society is, as Americans, we're a spoiled country. We are. We are. We are. It's, it's, it's a first world problem. There's no to, doubt about that. Uh, yeah. Green well, hair is a first world problem for sure. Well, to be honest. Very well put, sir. I like that. Yeah. I, I, that, that first world thing bothers me because... Earth is the third world. <laughs> so American <laughs> technically is a third world country. Uh, but <laughs> the third planet from the sun. Exactly. exactly. We're the third As the planet. country song would yes, say. We're well, all third and, world people. Well, uh, technically, I mean, if you want to go with how they, they count the worlds, they count we, are, the worlds. We, are, we are second world. Uh, because, you know, the Europeans are the first. <laughs> but we're, we're a third world people, but there are no first and second world people because it's kind of not hospitable there on Mercury and Venus. Yeah, Mercury yeah. and Venus are kind well, of out of the I picture. take a front to Francis's but use of the word seekers anyway. Oh, you do? Yes. Go ahead. No, I think this well, is Not good, all yeah. of those who wander are not lost. I mean, I somebody seeking yeah. something usually has drive and determination. Uh-huh. You're just talking about a bunch of lazy people that want everything and given to them. Oh, no. They didn't have that drive and determination. Seekers is not a good word for well, describing them. I think them. Cajun's got a point there. I think that's more true today than it was yeah, perhaps yeah. in today, the 60s. Yeah, today, yes. But at, the, at the time, if you could have talked to those, they, they were seeking some meaning. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we think of philosophy or crapola. The counterculture is a huge thing. You know, this counter, this. Well, you, historical you, perspective on the counterculture is a huge thing, but they were really a, a, an incredibly small minority. Yeah. Most people got up, went to work, mm-hmm. went home, took care of their kids, loved their wives, took care of the houses. I mean, these were their children who were, by by yeah. definition, the product of affluence. But even yeah. young people, by 69, 70, people that were turning 22 or 23. Yeah. By by and large, the huge majority mm-hmm. had jobs of some sort and were taking care of ah, themselves. The they wasn't seeking. They wanted somebody to tell them the meaning of life. They didn't want to and do the work to find it out. But exactly. See, I what, think Cajun's right. Ha- interesting. One of the things possibly. that happened with the idea of Manson and what Manson was able to do with controlling and his power and what have you was you ended up also at that same time with a number of other things. All these various yogi gurus. Yeah, yeah. Things yeah, that's like that straight out of the Haight-Ashbury thing in, exactly. in, in San the Fran. Cult, the cults coming yeah. up. Uh, and the other thing is you've, you've got in this country, you've, you've also got the marketing of religion. Grifting for Jesus. Well, essentially, <laughs> and, what you're talking about is the rise churches. of a predatory, predatory, uh, exactly group and class, even. And what they're doing is, they're doing, they're picking the same things like Manson did. Manson would, but Manson was doing it on a personal level. 
But what these people are doing is going through and they're using sa the same technique in a general sense, a prosperity gospel. Oh, so yeah. what you're saying is there's not a far leap from Charles Manson to Joel Osteen. Manson uh, was such I, I don't want to be hunted pleasure. down for that. I mean, that, that well, I mean, I, in this country, that's tantamount to you know going I mean, and burning I, a Quran. I think you, I, I, but yes, I think you can yes, make a serious you argument. You can and academically yes. that no, there's not a far leap. There's not. from Charles Manson to Jim Baker. But yeah, you know Jack, what? And from an academic, I just put the brakes on that just for a second because I want to point out. Yes, go ahead. From an academic perspective. You could make that case about any of the major world religions. That's yes. what makes people like Manson mm -hmm. and the Harry Krishnas and Joel Osteen and, and, and Scientology. Scientologists. Scientology. What makes them successful in whatever sphere they happen to be working in. Mm -hmm. They're using techniques that are actually used for good in other places. Yes. 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 And used for if not outright evil in the case of Manson, mm -hmm. then at the very Control least... Control and power. Misdirected uh, desires. Well, they're... I'll in the case it of down They are you. taking... What, what was that? I'll distill it down for you. They're saving up pleasure without the price of pain to know what they're enjoying as pleasure. Yes. Mm -hmm. They want the crown without the cross. There yeah, you go. or, you know, they want the, the privilege without the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and we all know rights always yeah. have responsibility. And, and, exactly and, and right. responsibility. It's, not, it's not to say that the, the major good religions and what have you, that, that these techniques have been used for evil. Sure. Absolutely, because uh, that's just it. They are times. tools. They exactly. are tools. They're, yeah, tools. They are. they're tools that can be used by anybody to manipulate people the way they want them to be manipulated. Yes, look at the media. Exactly. Uh, mainstream news. Propaganda. Well, the, the, oh, that's another. Yeah. The I whole mean, term propaganda. Well, that was a good term at one time. It that was. What, that was a good thing. They are tools. They, they are neither good nor evil. It's the person holding them and using them. That's Simple right. as yeah. that. Morally and for you listeners out there, yes, I know it's not a visual medium, but I'm holding my pistol in one hand and my knife in the other. <laughs> Don't meet me in a dark alley. Well, that was a Ledger tremendous, on our yeah. tremendous thing. And Thankfully, you kept your pants on. Well, that's a tool, too. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it has been used for great good. <laughs> and great evil. <laughs> oh, no, no. Fine line sometimes. Fine line. Only for good. That tool's only been used for good. Oh, that's not but, what some have told me. You know, this is... <laughs> they were very disappointed. I know we're at... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's harsh, brother. That's cold. That's harsh. I, I couldn't help it. You keep that up, we'll have to we'll have to silence you. It, it was low hanging fruit. But you know, Here, what? wait a minute. You don't I, disappoint them. This. There you go. Oh, the agonizer. Well, the agonizer's oh. back. If yeah. you don't disappoint them once in a while, they don't appreciate the good times you do for them. Well, now there is something to be said for that. Then you take well, them for you granted. Just, you just have to study up and keep doing better. See, I've always, this is why uh, I've told Mrs. Robert on occasion. I do my job too well. Therefore, you don't need it nearly as often because you're too too satisfied. Exactly. Oh, that's an agonizer. Uh, Give him the agonizer. Yeah. I get the agonizer you get for that. The, yeah, you, you get, get the, the self. That's it. Self-abuse. 
Yeah. <laughs> Agonize yourself. I'm Catholic. You can be I'm not shot. allowed to do that. Your, your head won't fit up the stairs anymore with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Where are we at on time at this point? Uh, uh, we are at 114 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good point. Yes, which is a shame. Land is playing. Land is playing. It is a shame because where this conversation ended really deserves a ton more discussion. And we can come back to it. We can stop yeah, We're going to have well, to. Well, well, we can well, talk I mean, about the cultural we, milieu, which we've yeah. used that many and, times. Word boner. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 we, we love that. We really yeah. can go deep Well, that, that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. part of our, there's our a, there's How a, deep are you going? As deep as it takes, baby. Whoa. Oh, Francis is froggy today. Uh, BD. <laughs> that's how deep. Yes, Sam. <laughs> BD. Anyway, just, him. <laughs> ju- just please take off that signet ring. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yes. That's ED. Elbow oh, deep. Uh, other than I the thought last, that was a drug. Yeah, other than the too. last two. <laughs> we, have, we have sent Mark. Right, yes. uh, he, he's cracking up. He can't finish. Come on, Captain. Bring it back around. Other oh, than the last fun. two minutes. Other than the last two minutes, this episode went exactly where I wanted it to go. Okay, that's good. Because I wanted to analyze all of these cultural trends. And again, talk about these things like the acceptance of conspiracy theories and how weird that is and and how we perceive ourselves no longer safe in our own homes since Charlie and all of these things. So I, you guys did a great job. I, I just love this episode. So. I hope the listeners it's a good recap. Mm-hmm. That sounds enjoy good. it as well. So, Francis, buddy, what is next time? We're going to go back to Code of Honor, and rumor has it that we're going to change everything around. We're going to do this one differently. Martin has a plan, so he tells us. He's going to captain this next episode. And it's going to be an amazing deep, deep, deep dive into something he won't tell us about, but we're looking forward to it, so you guys should be. I saw that Cajun. <laughs> he, he had a, a uh, grotesque hand gesture. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a signet ring hand gesture. That's I, right. I don't, that was up to the elbow. I, I didn't know you were Italian. That's right. So, But in, in, be here next episode, guys, everybody, mm-hmm. listeners. You're going to we'll, love it. We'll break out the lard. We hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes drop every second and fourth Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern, just in time for your morning commute. And every fifth Friday, we drop a special Hoopajube episode. Spread the word. We are on all the major platforms. And leave us a review. That helps others find us. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. Join us next time. Same snake time, same otter channel.